much for listening to KTH 9, 10 a.m. And just uh, good for you. You've tuned into the interview of the week. This is our Saturday afternoon pre-recorded program that we do. And it's one of our favorite things that we get to do here at the radio station. My name is Cecil Anderson. And I'm the North Texas assistant of the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I sometimes from time to time get to come on and host this program. And uh, this is a show where we take people locally in the DFW area who are doing something cool that's Catholic. And we interview them about that. So you get to meet all sorts of people from across uh, the the two dioceses and learn about things you may not have heard about and other things you can get involved in. And today I'm super excited because we've had this interview a few times a few years in a row and it always makes me happy to have friends come visit me in the studio. And today I have the Teach Robotics kids who are um, this great Catholic homeschool group of kids who compete in a competition, best uh, competition for um several weeks in the fall and it takes a lot of work on different elements <laughs> from building a robot to doing marketing and all sorts of other cool things and then they get to compete with it but what's special about them is that they're a catholic homeschool group and so they always have to integrate their faith into it as well so i'm happy to introduce the uh, young people i have with me it's always exciting also to have people younger than me at the studio too because <laughs> it makes me feel like i'm an adult now <laughs> um, but first off we have the new ceo Piper Cobb, her uh, year in this position, and I'm sure she's very excited about it. Piper, you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> That's Piper's voice. And then we have two co-EVPs, and I'm going to let them explain exactly what that is in a little bit, but uh, Luke Robbins. Hi. And Ariani Putra. Hello. <laughs> and uh, they also, Luke is also the engineering director and Ariani is the marketing director. And uh, Chris Mudd, the COO, chief operations officer slash progr- uh, director of programming and engineering. They all have like longer titles than I do. <laughs> so Chris, can you say hi? Hey. Awesome. So those are the voices. They also have their um, coach. One of their coaches, Andrea Mudd, is standing by and she'll, we'll be talking to her a little bit later on. But to start things out, uh, let's explain a robotic competition i think people listening are probably like what does that even mean robotics i think to an extent is still kind of a thing that's getting into schools more and more and uh they're like what does that mean is it going to make me pancakes for breakfast i really wish but i don't think that's the case i'm going to ask luke robbins to uh explain what exactly best is and the best competition and how it works yeah so best is a nationwide nonprofit organization that runs these robotics competitions for high schoolers and middle schools and the way it works is you've got a team who will have about eight weeks this year to using like raw stock and materials put together a robot design it build it put together a presentation where we try to sell this robot to the judges and in past years we've been able to build a booth to show off the robot in the team as well Awesome. And every year there is a particular theme. And what is that theme this year? And what is your goal? So this year's theme is Demo Days. Best always chooses some sort of dangerous job that is done by humans. So we can try to design a robot that would be able to replace it and keep people out of those high-risk jobs. So we have to safely demo a building and reuse and recycle the materials from it without harming the environment and get all of our high value resources out of there. And that sounds all like super 
I don't know. It sounds fan- really, really fancy. But to, to clarify to people, it's not actual buildings we're demolishing, <laughs> right? Just yeah. want to make sure we're not letting a bunch of teenagers. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's things that are made to look like buildings, and it's it's all small scale, like as an example design. Yeah, this is all small scale. Everything is like below waist level. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. And uh, introducing again, Piper Cobb, the CEO this year of the. Uh, team of Teach Robotics. Uh, Piper, can you just uh, introduce a little bit about Teach in particular and um, who, what age group are these kids, how many people are on the team this year, and what's going on this year in particular? So Teach Robotics has been competing with BEST um, for the past 25 years-ish, and uh, this year we have 17 kids on the team, ages 10 to 17, 10 to 18, (laughs) and we we're having a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. And the season just started in the last few weeks. Um, and I, I don't forget, I forgot to ask you all this before we started the interview, but when is the actual competition day, Piper? The competition day is November 5th through the 6th. Awesome. And obviously things are being done a little bit differently because of COVID. Uh, I think in the past it was a six-week season instead of an eight-week season. What are some of those changes that you've all had to adjust with this year? Um, so... Because of COVID, or pre-COVID, we would go to a school and we would all compete in the in a gym with a field and there'd be a lot of people. It's really loud. It's a lot of fun. But because of COVID, it's all virtual. So we have to build our own field and we run our rounds and a judge does a Zoom call so, he, so the judge can watch us. Um, and we also, unfortunately, don't have a booth as like we have in years past. Um. Got it. Okay. And so, Piper, as the CEO, can you just give a little brief overview of a CEO is a big title. That's not something most, you know, 17-year-olds can say that they are doing. Um, what exactly is your role in this season? I make sure everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing. I go to, around to each of the departments and making sure everything's running smoothly, making sure the team members are getting along. Um, and I do things where I need to and just work with everybody. Got a team leader bringing it all together. And I'd like to introduce again Chris Mudd, who's the Chief Operations Officer slash Director of Programming Engineering, all things that I 100% understand. Um, Chris, can you get, give us a little bit about what it is that you do in your role? Uh, well, I am in charge of leading the, uh, the engineers along with Luke, and I am in charge of leading the programmers. Um, basically the design process of the engineering, uh, building the robot, teaching the younger kids how to use tools safely. Um, and I actually don't know how to program, but I am in charge of leading the programmers, uh, and making sure that they're on task and making sure that the website and the programming for the robot and things like that all get done on time. Awesome. It seems like it's a team where you really need everybody is specialized in their role. There's lots of things to be done. There's obviously the building of the robot. There is competing with that robot and making sure that's all working. But that's not all that there is on um, the team. And particularly, I'm thinking of Ariane Putra, who is the other co-EVP, which, by the way, what does EVP stand for? I've forgotten. EVP stands for Executive Vice President. Executive Vice President. That's actually really easy. I shouldn't forget that. (laughs) And she also is the Marketing Director. So, Ariane, would you explain um, what it is that you do in your role? Sure. So, as Marketing Director, 
I oversee the various projects that we take, such as the presentation, which was mentioned earlier, where we go and just sell our robot to the judges and market our company, our team. We also do outreach activities to help other children, other students who are not on our team learn about science and engineering. And we also make team spirit items like mascot costumes and signs to cheer our team on game day. That's awesome. That's my favorite part. Uh, just a reminder that this is the KTH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week. My name is Cecil Anderson, and I'm the North Texas assistant of the Guadalupe Radio Network. And today we have a bunch of young people in studio talking about Teach Robotics. That's Texas Association of Catholic Homeschoolers uh, Robotics. So a group of young Catholics, I think it was a 10 to 18, 10 to 18 year olds uh, who are getting together to build a robot. But they're also a Catholic team, and uh, they're homeschooled, and so they have. Uh, I think some unique aspects to them. So Chris, um, how is it that you all are able to like integrate your Catholic faith into this kind of intense eight week process? Uh, well, we have two student chaplains uh, and they lead us in prayer at the beginning and end of the meetings. Um, we do rosaries. We do the divine mercy chaplet uh, and other various you know, prayers. Uh, they also lead us in prayer at uh, mealtimes. Um, we also pick a new patron saint every year. Uh, depending on what the competition is. So this year it's demolition. Uh, so we picked St. Nimitilla, the patron saint of demolition. And every year we also have uh, St. Macrina, the patron saint of robotics, as our uh, patron saint. Uh, we also go to mass and adoration as a team, and we go to mass um, the day of the competition every year. That's awesome. Also, I love the fact that we have a patron saint of demolition. What, <laughs> we have a lot of saints for everything, and that's really awesome. And I'm sure also being out there during the competition in regular years when you actually are able to see your fellow competitors, uh, I've seen you all get down and you pray before um, you're going back out for another round. Um, and it's a beautiful witness as well. Um, Ariana, you mentioned outreach and about letting other students, uh, kids, be exposed to the STEM fields. Um, and uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about some of those things that you've done so far this year. Uh, because the thing about BEST, BEST Robotics, that's the competition that you all are competing in. It's boosting engineering. Uh, give me Science and technology. <laughs> Science and technology. Thank you, Luke. Science and technology. So what are some of the things that you all uh, have done, Ariani, to kind of get STEM and BEST out there to other kids? Yeah, so we've done actually a few events this year. Uh, we went to feed my starving children and packed food as a team to needy countries. We partnered with Christ Child Society in Louisville and donated books and gardening supplies to promote literacy to children in the local area. And finally, our team hosted a STEM camp. STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math where we taught younger children about different subjects that are related to STEM, like architecture, electricity, and space. Awesome. That's awesome. Was that a successful camp? How many kids did you have come? Yes, it was pretty successful. We had, I'd say, 40 kids. Wow. That's awesome. 
Um, just a reminder that you're listening to an interview of the week for KTH 910 AM. And we're talking to Teach Robotics, their website, if you want to learn a little bit more about them. And we'll talk more at, towards the end about how to get connected. You can go to teachrobotics.org and you can kind of find out about this year's game and other information and how to follow them on social media, possible sponsorships and stuff like that. Teachrobotics.org. And if you want to find out about the best competition, go to bestrobotics.org. Um, I want to go around to each of you because I think um, this is a very it's a very unique activity I guess you could say an extracurricular that you can do uh, and I'm sure I know I was on the team now seeming like a really long time ago now that I think about it but about five years ago and I know that I picked up on a lot of skills I didn't expect to so I thought we could go around and you all could talk about some things that you have picked up on throughout this process we'll start with Piper and just go around the table yes so I one of the things that I've picked up is public speaking and talking in front of a large group of people. When I started on the team, I didn't talk much in front of people, but now I am the CEO, so I talk in front of a lot of people now. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a good skill. And Luke? Yeah, I thought this would be mostly learning about tools and how to put wood together and make a robot. But I've also learned a lot about management and how to keep the team moving and successfully making decisions, getting stuff done. It must be a, an interesting thing to do with that many people. Lots of lots of people working together and making things go smoothly. I'm sure it's not an easy task. <laughs> it always goes smoothly, right? Always. <laughs> it's preparing you for the workplace. <laughs> All right. And Chris? Uh, yeah, I've learned a lot about um, tools and, you know, building things and you know all that kind of stuff but also you know leadership and managing people like luke said um i had a lot of social anxiety when i first joined and i never thought i could do something like this but i can i learned a lot awesome and ariani one of the things that i've learned is being able to balance the different aspects of my life like keeping my spiritual life healthy when there's a very demanding robotics team that meets a lot during these eight <laughs> weeks yeah absolutely how often do you all meet we meet two to three times a week depending on your position on the team yeah and I'm, I'm sure as you get closer to uh, as the stress starts getting to you all it gets a little bit longer I'm sure yes uh, awesome and now I want to bring into the conversation we've talked a lot with all the kids who are on the team who are uh, you know getting that robot together, getting everything that needs to be uh, done ready. But obviously, they do have to have some help from parents. It's, again, mostly a kid-run thing, but there have to be some adults to help mentor them and help them uh, through this process. And one of them is Andrea Mudd, who is one of the coaches, along with Kirsten Cobb, for the team this year. And I just wanted to bring her into the conversation to say, A, thank you very much for ha helping them get all here today. <laughs> and um, also, um, what is it that you just enjoy? the most about watching these kids on the team throughout the season um first thank you for having us second um these kids are wonderful to be with i've really enjoyed every moment of it the first thing has been seeing these teenagers live out their faith with one another the first competition that we went to i was very surprised to see them offering parts and offering tools and helping other teams and my first instinct, unfortunately, was this is a competition. What are you doing? <laughs> it's hardcore. <laughs> exactly. And then um, my son said to me, Mom, we're Catholic before we're anything else. 
of course we would help other teams. And I loved that. I loved that, 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 that was what he was learning with the, all of these other teenagers. When he joined, he was 13 and he was hanging out with all these other middle school and high school, um, Catholic homeschoolers and what he's learned from his faith and what I've learned by seeing these teenagers live out their faith has been really beautiful. Um, the second thing has been seeing the older students mentor the younger students. Kirsten Cobb and myself are the two robotics coaches and neither one of us have any clue how to <laughs> program or build a robot to be perfectly honest with you. We could not do it. <laughs> but what has happened every year is that the older kids have learned, have learned from, you know, the previous years and they pass the knowledge on down to the next one. So when these kids graduate, they will have taught the next, the next generation of the team how to program, how to do a website, how to do marketing, how to put together a presentation, how to build a robot, how to do all of that. Things that I've never done before, some of it, and would have, wouldn't have the first idea how to do. And we just man, manage them to make sure that they're using their time wisely, that they're, that they're meeting their goals as we, as we go through the process. Mm, awesome. And, uh, just a couple minutes remaining with the folks from Teach Robotics. Uh, I was going to ask Piper about, um, the fact that you all are homeschooled. Is that like an advantage or disadvantage in the t- competition? So I would say it's an advantage and a disadvantage. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's an advantage in the sense that we can meet basically whenever we wanted to because we have flexible flexible schedules. Um, But it's a disadvantage because we don't have access to as big facilities Mm. or as best of tools Mm. as other students as other schools do, because we are not a school. We are homeschoolers. (laughs) So where do you all meet? We meet at my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So people listening right now might be going, hmm, this is a, this is a pretty interesting thing. It's a little bit different from what you usually hear on Catholic radio. And they're just like, I want to know more. I mentioned the website teachrobotics.org and bestrobotics.org. Um, but if they specifically want to find out how they can A, help you get involved, maybe they have a kid who's interested in doing something like this. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how they can get involved? Yes. So. Um, go to, if you go to our website, teachrobotics.org, we have links to, um, how to contact us and to our social media pages where you can keep up with what we're doing throughout the year, throughout the season. And we also have a PayPal if you would like to help us out. And if you are a business, we do have benefits for you. Um, there are different sponsorship levels. And you get different things with those levels. Awesome. And for any kids, what are the qualifications that they have to, you know, fall under to be able to potentially next year join Teach Robotics? We have two very simple qualifications. We ask that you are Catholic and that you are homeschooled. Awesome. And I guess it fall in that general age range yes. of like 10 to, 10 to 18. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. Before we close out, um, we're, again, we're talking to Teach Robotics uh, team members, uh, Piper Cobb, the CEO, Luke Robbins, the co-EVP slash engineering director, Chris Mudd, the chief operations officer slash pro- director of programming and engineering, and Ariane Putra, uh, co-EVP slash marketing director, and Andrea Mudd, the coach. And I got through all of that mostly without stumbling. <laughs> um, and before we close out, I just wanted to ask because lots of aspects we were covering, some skills that you learned in um, in doing this uh, robotics team. 
I was wanting to know maybe what each of you are hoping to do in the future. You all are towards the tail end of your high schoolhood, <laughs> I guess you could say, what you're planning on doing. And, you know, maybe it ties into some of the things that you've learned over um, the last few years that you've been on the team. So we'll start with Piper and go around the table again. So I am going to study art in college and eventually, hopefully in the next couple of years, open my own business. And because of robotics, I have a general understanding of how business should run. Should. Should. (laughs) (laughs) And Luke? Yeah, uh, best definitely made me think about engineering, but I think it mostly got me into wanting to go into some sort of management role. So I'll probably go into some sort of management or business. Awesome. And Chris? Um, I'm considering either engineering or uh, maybe law enforcement. Awesome. Ariani? I'm thinking about studying math or architecture in college, and just being able to work with other people well through the robotics team will be helpful practice for whatever job I take. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Andrea Mudd, whenever you grow up, what is it that you want to be? I'm joking. (laughs) It's fine. I'm sure everyone has learned lots of skills that'll be helpful. Well, thank you all so much for coming in today. I appreciate it. And um, we always love to be able to help promote these awesome uh, Catholic teams. So we'll be rooting for you again. Can you give me, Piper, the competition date? And are you all going to be live streaming it in any way that people can watch it? Yes, we will be live streaming it. Um, We'll probably put a link on our website okay awesome sounds good and that's november 6th november 6th got it okay so mark your calendars to watch teach robotics in the best competition on november 6th the demolition mission demo Demo. days i knew that demo days (laughs) i should be in charge of naming these things i had a better name all right this has been the kath 9 10 a.m interview of the week again check out teachrobotics.org to learn more about their group and until we speak again enjoy the rest of your saturday afternoon god bless St. Paul Catholic Parish in Richardson invites all KTH 910 AM listeners to its 2021 Fall Parish Festival called St. Paula Palooza. It takes place on the weekend of Saturday, October 30th, beginning at 3 p.m. through Sunday, October 31st. Come and enjoy live entertainment, games, a chili cook-off, a haunted house, face painting, carnival events, and a petting zoo, and, of course, great food and drinks. For more information, call the parish office at 972-235-6105. Make plans now for the St. Nicholas Christmas Show, December 4th through 5th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas. The St. Nicholas Christmas Show delights all ages with the true joy of Christmas. Learn more at stnicholaschristmasshow.com. Enjoy live music by Dave and Lauren Moore. Be inspired by Dr. Scott Hahn and Chris Stefanik. Experience prayer, entertainment, shopping, and activities that truly honor Jesus. Parents and grandparents, gather the children and affirm your faith. Strengthen your family and make great memories. Tickets are available now at stnicholaschristmasshow.com. Claritas is a Catholic men's group that meets quarterly to celebrate our rich Catholic heritage. The event starts with a whiskey tasting, cured meats, and cigars. Dress is coat and tie. Claritas's next gathering is Thursday, November 18th in downtown McKinney and will host local Catholic writers Michael Morris and August Myrot. If you know a Catholic man aged 18 and over that might be interested in attending, you can find out more at the website claritas.page. That's claritas.page. 
Do you know a healthcare professional who would benefit by learning more about fertility awareness and the Billings Ovulation Method? Someone in need of continuing education credit? BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association, is a new sponsor of KTH 910 AM. They've created online training specifically for healthcare professionals or experienced fertility awareness teachers. Visit BOMA-USA.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page. Please spread the word to the healthcare professionals in your life. Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on uh, the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Glad you're with us. Uh, Diane Xavier is running our board. My name is Dave Palmer. And uh, we are going to talk today about a topic that I have spoken about before, but uh, we have a, a new gentleman who is in charge of transportation program services with Catholic Charities in Fort Worth. And this is a really vital service that helps and assists many people who are not a- otherwise able to get around. And I think it's uh, a valuable topic to let people know about. And uh, that's the topic for today. So Matt Jacobs... Uh, is the Transportation Program Director for Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. The general website for Catholic Charities Fort Worth is just catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. And so we welcome Matt Jacobs uh, to the program. Matt, good to talk with you. Good to talk with you today also. Thank you. How long have you been in your position? I've been with Catholic Charities for four years now. Okay. And did you previously work in a, a similar uh, type of uh, program? Or what, what is your, your background? My background is in logistics, so um, I've been doing that my whole life, so I was just looking at opportunities to serve the community with that. I worked in warehousing before, and it's a natural transition over. Yeah. Well, the the, the job that you're doing right now takes a lot of logistics, doesn't it, <laughs> uh, to get <laughs> everything sure organized. We'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Catholic Charities Fort Worth in general, and I know you know, you're not the executive director and you're not, you know, speaking about the whole thing, but there's a lot of different services. It's pretty vast uh, as an organization serving pretty much uh, the uh, what is also a very diverse uh, geographical diocese, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, we've got a lot of pro- programs going on trying to help people get out of poverty and and uh, and all the support that goes with that. Um, we have um, a stay-of-the-course program that helps uh, students stay in college and help them through that progression and just a lot of other opportunities to help the community. So talk to me about the transportation program services. Uh, what what exactly uh, has it been existing for a long time, and, and what, what what exactly do you provide for the community? Yeah, originally it was started off with the Red Cross, and then Catholic Charities took it over um, multiple years ago. And since then, we've been working on servicing the whole Tarrant County community um, with multiple different programs in different areas. So um, it's been going on for quite a while, and, and it's the same group from um, drivers from the American Red Cross. So they're just a great group of uh, Drivers very compassionate and empathetic in helping out the community uh, to get people where they need to go. I know people have likely seen the Catholic Charities, you know, buses and vehicles around town. How big is your, you know, fleet? I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, how how many vehicles do you have, and are they all marked? Yeah, all the vehicles are marked, and and the pro, when I first started out before the co- before COVID, we we're at about forty vehicles. We're running twenty five to thirty now. Um, to service the the volume that we have, and tell me about eligibility of who who can receive rides under what circumstances and uh, and where how you know, where can they go? Yeah, 
the the biggest qualifier for most of our programs are that you have to be 65 or older or have a disability, and that and that's still within Tarrant County and um, and goes to multiple cities. And we would just have people call in to see if they qualify for any of the programs, since um, we do get more in and we uh, do things like that. And that number is eight one seven three three six eight seven one four, and um, that's the way to to find out if we have something we have that you can qualify for. But um, the group's uh, more than happy to help you figure out what you need and and find different resources if we're not the one that is able to provide the service. Yeah, and well, tip. Do you have any kind? I'm sure you have these numbers. I don't know if they're they're on you know tip of your tongue, but as far as how many. Uh, people you serve on a monthly or weekly basis and actually take advantage of these services? Yeah, so far this year, we've already serviced uh, 37,000 clients. Um, and, and within the year, we've been doing some other things to help out the community um, with the COVID vaccinations. Um, we've been able to provide over 1,000 trips for that for that to get people around the county to the, to the sites to get their vaccinations. And we're also um, partnering with the Tarrant Area Food Bank currently and helping people who can't get uh, any food, uh, can't get out of their homes. And we've done over a 1,000 of those deliveries already this year also. Yeah, 37,000 unique people, not not just rides, right? That's uh, 37,000 people that have been serviced uh, through this year alone? It would be specific rides, so about okay. half of that in terms of people. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And um, how... Um, is it, is it, you, you may have talked about some of the medical needs that some people may have, uh, to do, if somebody just needs to get to the grocery store or wants to, you know, go to their friend's house for a visit, I mean, how, well, what qualifies as a, uh, a ride that you guys would offer or do they need to even explain what they're doing? Yeah, actually there are some restrictions, but the majority of the services we have do do allow clients to go anywhere in the county for anything, for social visiting, shopping, um, the senior center. Um, we do take a lot of people to di- their dialysis appointments and to their doctor's appointments. And so we have uh, almost any reason you have, we should have a program that can get you there. And is there a cost to the individual or how is this funded? Yes, it, it is. There is a small cost to the, to, to the clients. Um, the 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 government does supplement a large majority of it, so the costs range from two dollars and fifty cents to three dollars and twenty five cents per trip. Okay, regardless of distance, or regardless is... of distance. Oh wow, uh, there's got to be some limitations. I can't like I, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go to Canada or, <laughs> or somewhere in, within the, uh, the 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 county or the diocese, or the diocese, I guess. But I'm sure most people don't take advantage of that. How, how about uh, and by the way, Matt Jacobs is my guest, transportation program director for Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. Uh, their website is catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. And I wrote down the phone number. I ho- confirm if I got this right, uh, Matt eight one seven three three six. Is it eighty seven fourteen? Did I get that right? Yes, that is the number, okay. exactly. And that's where people can call if you uh, want to inquire about a ride. And as Matt said, uh, typically at 65 years and older, or if you have a dis- disability of some sort, uh, you'd qualify for these uh, rides. And boy, that, that price is a whole lot cheaper than Uber, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good good service for the community. We do have clients that are up in Azel that every once in a while have to go down to Mansfield. So we do do some long trips on some, on certain days. Yeah. Do you have, uh, are these um, paid staff people that uh, do the, the driving or, or how do you, how do you uh, fill the, those positions? Yeah, well, we have a, we have a quite a, a range of groups. Um, the, we have, 
full-time and part-time drivers. There's about 35 of them. And then we also have a, a, a large pool of volunteers that drive each week. And so we, we rely on those volunteers to help out and, and to help people get around the community in a timely fashion. Okay. And are you hiring or are you in need of any volunteers at this time? Yeah, we could always use volunteers, and we do currently have a posting for a full-time position and a part-time position out of our Colleyville facility. Okay, and are most of the, uh, I talked about the, the little minivans and the, the, the vehicles that you see, uh, you mentioned 25 to 30 are in operation right now. You had 40 uh, pre-COVID. Um, do, you, do you do multiple people at the same time, or is it typically if somebody gets a ride, it's just them by themselves, and then they do one at a time, or is it a group together, or what? Yeah, the, the, the transportation is a ride share, so there is the, there's the possibility that you'll be on the vehicle with another person. Um, so, so there is some, there is some time in whether you might be on the vehicle as you're sharing with someone else up to an hour, you could be on the vehicle before you're dropped to get your appointment, but we do do set the schedules to make sure you're at your appointment on time. And are, are people able to schedule these online or is it through that phone number that's that you recommend? Yeah, we would recommend calling through the main line. We do have a mobile app that people can use to see what trips they do have scheduled and and look at their fares and funds they have in, the, in their account. But we do have everyone calling through the main phone line there at 817-336-8714 to schedule the ride. And how, how far in advance uh, do they need to, to schedule it? Or if they need to get their doctor appointment is, you know, Thursday at 10, when would they, you would recommend they call? Yeah, we would recommend they would call by Tuesday to, to make sure that they could get the appointment um, scheduled in. Um, we do prefer 48 hours in advance. Um, if things happen, so we know. So if somebody calls the day before, we do try to get them into the schedule. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, your background is logistics. So really your job, and I don't know how big your staff is, is trying to coordinate, okay, this person needs a ride, I need to get a driver. That 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 certainly takes a lot of logistics. Uh, talk about the, you know, behind the scenes uh, logistics trying to get all this coordinated. Yeah, well, we have a team of two intake specialists and two dispatchers and and, and then their supervisors and support staff. And so when someone calls in, they'll they'll get the location of where they're going. They'll need the address and the address they're going to, and we'll, they'll tell us a time. And then we use a system called Ecolane, and that helps us schedule the trips into the system and, and to create the most efficient routes for the drivers for the following days. And so the, the dispatchers do a lot of good work on getting things shuffled to make sure it, it's as clean as possible, and the intake team makes sure that um, – we're letting you know where we are uh, with availability to make sure you can make it to your appointments uh, on time. You mentioned the the qualifications, generally speaking, is 65 years and older or disabilities. What if somebody is just dirt poor? You know, they, they may be, you know, able-bodied and they, they just, they, they, they don't have a car and they, they can't afford Uber it, and they're, you know, 35 years old. Uh, do, would you make exceptions for something like that? Currently, the, the main program we have for that right now is called HEB, and it's for clients living in Hershey, Lewis, and Bedford. And they can travel within that com- those three communities um, for $3 each way to work a work-related uh, trip. So if they're going to school for training, could um, go to job interviews or, or to work. So those are the three things that we would support for that. Okay, so that's in that, uh, uh, actually, that's where I live. I live in Bedford, so uh, that's, that's nice to know that that's offered there. Do you, do you see that expanding to other parts of, of the Fort Worth Diocese, or is that unique to that particular area? 
It's very unique to that area. We are working with some other communities to see if we can add them into that mix, um, but we currently don't, we don't have any uh, anyone set to do that. All right. Uh, Matt Jacobs, Transportation Program Director with Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. And the website is catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. If you qualify and you'd like to take advantage of uh, this uh, ride program, you can simply call 817-336-8714. And Matt said he prefers uh, 48 hours uh, notice, uh, if if possible, and they can get you a, a ride to where you're going uh, for at a very, very low low cost. And Matt is a lot of people listening now would perhaps be in the Dallas Diocese or or some other place. Is this a, a program that is pretty common within Catholic charities of different dioceses, or it's? I'm guessing it's not unique to the Fort Worth Diocese. Yeah, in terms of other transportation services out of uh, Catholic uh, other um, Catholic charities. Um, we are very unique, actually, um, for the only one in the area. So it is it is unique to the Tarrant County and, and the diocese. Yeah, I'm guessing if you got a call from Frisco or Garland, you'd have to say, sorry, you're out of range, or <laughs> do, you, do you go yeah. outside of the, of the, the, the diocese? We, we generally, do, we would not go out of the diocese unless we uh, someone asked it, if we needed a private trip for it. But in terms of individual trips, that would be something we would individually quote. Um, but generally, we, we stay within Tarrant County and the surrounding counties. All right. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was so unique. It's 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 quite quite a service, and I'm I'm sure you get a lot of uh, appreciation and people that uh, saving money and uh, taking advantage of this. Uh, uh, Thirty seven thousand rides. Do do you find uh, how you said you've been in this for four years? So you started pre COVID. Uh, how has that changed uh, your job and also just the program itself uh, for the last uh, eighteen you know twenty months? Yeah, it's really changed things quite a bit, especially, you know, when it first started off, we, the trips dropped right off. And so at that point, we were pivoting to help the community wherever we could. We ended up helping out um, the the um, Meals on Wheels for over three months. We delivered meals for them. And, and so we did about 8,000 meal deliveries during that time frame. And so we just pivoted to what, what we, you know, wherever we could support the community. And so... Um, you know, the trips did drop off substantially, um, about 35% fewer than the previous year. And so luckily this year, things have started to pick up and we're, we're, we're starting to hit our stride. So it's been, uh, quite a roller coaster, um, with all the things going on, especially with, with the snowstorm that threw a, a wrench in things too. So we had a lot of, uh, different things to, to battle with during this time frame. Yeah. And, you know, I'm curious, uh, did, did, is it common to drive people to mass or uh, confession or something directly related to, to the faith? Do you get a lot of those kind of requests? We do, we do not. Um, we, we do not run on the weekends. It's a Monday through Friday, oh, okay. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. service. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Okay. I guess maybe daily mass. <laughs> yeah, we uh, could definitely take, yeah, take people to daily mass for sure. Oh, okay. Great. Well, Matt, uh, appreciate uh, you taking time with us. Matt Jacobs, Transportation Program Director, Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. And again, uh, Matt, if there's anything else, I'll just give you another last chance. If there's anything else you'd like to communicate to our listeners, uh, feel free to do so. The The website, CatholicCharitiesFortWorth.org, and most importantly, the phone number that you can call to schedule 
is 817-336-8714, 817-336-8714. And uh, Matt also mentioned about a mobile app as well that I believe you, you can use. So uh, anything else, Matt, you'd like to mention before we uh, close out here? I would just like to say thanks to everyone who does use our service and let everyone know that we're, we're very open and ready to help anyone in the community that, that needs a ride around the county. Amen. Thanks so much. And also want to thank Angie Vo, Marketing Coordinator uh, for Social Enterprises, uh, I believe uh, affiliated with uh, Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. She had reached out and suggested this interview, and I always appreciate uh, people like Angie who give me good uh, good leads for interviews. And so thanks to her, thanks to Diane Xavier, and also thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions for future interviews, you can email me directly, Dave Palmer at GRN online.com. Matt Jacobs, thanks so much. Uh, Great talking with you. I appreciate you taking time today. Yeah, thank you for your time too. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM interview of the week. St. Francis Village is located on 250 acres on the shore of Lake Benbrook in southwest Fort Worth. You will love to live your retirement here at this secure Catholic community. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786. Walk to daily mass and participate in various activities. You can even feed the deer from your patio. Rates include utilities for cottages starting at under $900. Call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and to begin living at St. Francis Village. St. Bernard of Clairvaux Parish is hosting its annual Parish Festival from October 22nd through October 24th in Dallas. There will be delicious food, games for the kids, Eucharistic Miracle Exposition display, and live music. The festival, which kicks off Friday night on October 22nd, features a comfort dinner and a fun round of bingo. Saturday and Sunday will include entertainment, live music, and games. For more information, visit sbdallas.org. Hello, my name is Bob Parra, owner of Parra Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910 AM. Parra Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the Northwestern Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at www.parracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. Dallas Bishop Edward Burns invites all newlywed couples married in the Catholic Church of Dallas to the Newlywed Mass. The Eucharistic Ceremony of Thanksgiving for Newlywed Couples takes place on Saturday, November 6th at 5 p.m. at the Cathedral Shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe, located at 2215 Ross Avenue in downtown Dallas. A reception will follow after Mass at the Cathedral Grand Salon. Registration is required. For more information and to register, visit cathdal.org slash newlywedmass2021.
For listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and uh, thanks so much for tuning in.